Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, a film that I just recently saw, that uh, just recently premiered on um, Amazon Prime Video uh, around the world. And um, the film that I'm talking about is the 2021 uh, American military science fiction action film the Tomorrow War, which was directed by uh, Chris McKay uh, in his uh, live-action uh, di- directorial debut, and the film stars uh, Chris Pratt uh, as well as uh, Yvonne uh, uh, Strahovski, uh, J.K. Simmons, and Betty Gilpin, and it tells the story of uh, present-day soldiers who are sent to the future to fight an alien army. Uh, but that's the premise. Um, but uh, deep down uh, in the story of the film, there is a great deal of um, great deal of depth, great deal of um, emotion, and a great deal of... Uh, incredible acting, I have to say. Um, and I've only just... Uh, really finished watching the film and I was uh, really blown away by it actually Um, and uh, it's a shame that this film never got to get a theatrical release um, because of the the global uh, COVID-19 pandemic Um, it was originally planned to be released by Paramount Pictures uh, but because the the release of the film has pushed back and pushed back. Um, Amazon Studios acquired the rights to distribute it, and uh, as I say, it was uh, distributed on Amazon Prime Video um, on July the second, twenty twenty-one, and um, I really enjoyed it. I'm not sure what um, other people uh, think about it, but I really enjoyed it, and I was absolutely gripped in fact by the the concept um of um of people from the the present traveling into the future to fight this um this this war at a future time and uh even though we've seen this a million times um there have been several films made uh that um have at their at the the, the core of their story, uh, an alien invasion, uh, or um, the 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 world being ravaged by an alien uh, species. Um, the most recent film series that jumps out uh, to me is the the Quiet Place, uh, a Quiet Place um, films, uh, which has uh, an an alien um, species in it. Uh, who um, we don't find out the origins of. Um, we don't find out how they found themselves on Earth. Uh, but um, they're great films, uh, really great films. But uh, in the Tomorrow World, uh, the Tomorrow War film, uh, we do find out uh, where the these the alien creatures um, uh, come from. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, but anyway, so the film opens up 
uh, in uh, December of 2022 and uh, it is at this time we get introduced to um, Dan Forrester um, who is played by Chris Pratt and uh, he's a biology teacher um, also a former Green Beret uh, soldier um, who um, and this is around Christmas time about December 2022 and um, on the uh, Chris Pratt's character um, Dan Forrester is returning home when there is a, a party going on uh, a Christmas party um, and uh, this at this time uh, on the television the 2022 World Cup is taking place uh, and everybody at this party are are watching the World Cup on television and uh, but uh, Dan uh, Forrester is not really concentrating on the, on the match um, that's being shown uh, because um, he is waiting on a call from a prestigious research centre which he hopes to work at and um, he's waiting on a call um, and when he steps out into the, the street outside his house, uh, um, he finally gets an answer from this prestigious research facility. And they tell him that unfortunately he has not been accepted um, to work at this facility. And um, he is um, naturally uh, um, disappointed by this. Um, and you know he'd always been someone who's very optimistic someone who uh always spoke to his um his daughter um uh muri and told her that she could do anything that she wanted to do um that anything was possible um but after this he gets this blow and he finds out that he's not been accepted to work at this research facility uh, when he returns into inside the house and he sits down uh, on the on the sofa next to uh, his daughter Muri um, who is uh, young at this point I think she's what uh, um, 10 years old at this time eight um, maybe um, and uh, also next to his wife Emmy Forrester um, who is played by Betty Gilpin, um, who is also a great uh, actor as well. Uh, he sits down and the World Cup he, uh, match is happening right in front of him. Um, and right before his eyes and right before the eyes of everybody around the world watching this World Cup um, match at this Christmas party, um, soldiers from the year 2051 um, arrive on the pitch of the World Cup to give a very stark warning um, that humanity in the year 2051 is on the brink of extinction by alien invaders uh, that are called the White Spikes and they are asking the present the population of the earth for uh, its help 
And at this point, uh, it's explained during the film that in the year 2051, the population of this, of Earth, of humanity, is now uh, uh, as low as 500,000 people. So, as I say, um, soldiers from the future have come back in time, somehow, to recruit um, members of humanity to fight in their war, this future war. And... Uh, as a res in a response, uh, several members of the world's militaries uh, send their soldiers to the future, but it's revealed that fewer than 20% of those sent to the future survive, which prompts a worldwide draft. And um, the, uh, the draft goes on for uh, a year, and after 12 months, um, there begins to become a, um, the be uh, the, there begins a growing anti-war movement, um, where several people are questioning, um, why they should do this, why they should be sent to the future to fight in a war that hasn't happened yet, and something else that, uh, we also see is that the children who are being taught in school um, some of whom uh, Dan Forrester um, Chris Pratt's character are um, he's teaching at, in his school as a, and in his uh, in his job as a biology teacher they have seemed to have given up on and they have no kind no don't seem to have any aspirations because they would they have been given this knowledge that in 30 years no matter what they do with their life it's just the world is going to become to come to an end um, the vast majority of the population of humanity will have been uh, eradicated by this alien species so they don't seem to have any kind of motivation um and uh, after um, teaching uh, uh, a class, uh, Dan receives a notice um, that he, he has been uh, drafted um, uh, and that he is to uh, report uh, to basic training uh, so that he, along with um, several other draftees, will be sent to the future to be a part of this fight against these uh, these alien creatures uh, but at first he um, he as you would imagine is reticent and after he tells his wife um, uh, Emmy um, she says that you can get out of this there's you know you don't need to be sent to the, the future because when he is um, asked to come in by this um, the organization um, of whom um, several of the soldiers that were sent from the future are um, a part of he is given this um, electronic um, um, uh, brace not a bracelet but um, like a um, something that goes on on his wrist 
and um, it is linked to the same time travel technology that they have brought um, these future soldiers have brought from the future to the present so that they could create a wormhole essentially which would make it possible for people from the present to travel to the future and vice versa um, uh, but this can only take place once every seven days and um, uh, this at this time um, it, they can only do this because this is the time this one day out of seven in a, in a week this is the time when the, the alien creatures are less active it's been deemed um, but yeah so these um, Dan is brought in um, he's given this uh, gauntlet I guess you could call it or um, this um, this uh, piece of technology on his um, on his forearm um, and his wife tells him that as I said he doesn't need to be drafted someone can get this off him uh, because um, if he's as is explained to Dan if he tries to remove it he will be um, arrested um, by the authorities so he goes to see his father um, uh, James Forrester uh, uh, who's played by J.K. Simmons but um, um, he's a very anti-government uh, extremist um, a Vietnam veteran who works um, uh, off the books uh, he uh, has an employer but um, he uh, is able to do things that are not um, not sanctioned uh, by the government, and uh, but he is capable of removing this piece of technology that has been put on Dan Forrester. But um, he uh, was not a part. He has not been a part of Dan's life for decades at this point. Um, he and he had a very strained relationship with Dan's mother. And this caused um, James Forrester to walk out on his family. And um, just recently it's explained that he wants to become a part of uh, Dan's life. He wants to be a part of Muri Forrester's life, his, his granddaughter. But um, Dan doesn't want um, James Forrester to have anything to do with his daughter or his family. Uh, so he uh, has been pushing back against any kind of um, any kind of um, attempt that James has been trying to, um, to 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 bring forth to get closer to the family so um, Dan Forrester goes to see his father um, who he is, he is estranged from and um, it doesn't go well and as a result Dan goes along to what is supposed to be basic training at this um, government facility where he will be trained before being deployed to the year 2051 uh, where he will participate in this this war uh, in the future. Uh, however, um, he and uh, one of his fellow and his fellow draftees, uh, including uh, the draftee, 
um, Charlie, um, who is played by Sam Richardson, uh, who is a draftee who has a PhD in Earth and Atmospheric Sciences. Um, just before they are uh, sent to the future, um, uh, before they were supposed to be, uh, Dan and Charlie um, um, work out that uh, all of the draftees that are to be sent to the future uh, all must have died uh, before this, uh, before the future war happens. Because uh, if not, then their um, their appearance in the future uh, would create um, a temporal paradox. Um, because two people cannot exist at the same place at the, the same time. Um, so this is what um, what leads um, Dan to uh, to find out that um, not only he but everybody must have been must have died um, and in fact some uh, we find out have um, the um, uh, the character of um, 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 I think it's uh, Dorian is the name of the character uh, played by Edwin Hodge he is um, a cancer stricken uh, draftee on, um, who is now on his third tour of duty being sent to the future um, to fight in this war and he as he explains to, to Dan he um, basically volunteers to, to, to fight because what else is he going to do he's going to die anyway he already um, um, he's going to die whether he likes it or not so he um, he finds that if he uh, if he can um, give back to humanity in some way and fight with all the with any of the time that he has then that is what he would want to do what he would like to do but as i say um they were due to be sent to the future um anyway but um the the timetable of them being sent to the future is um pushed forward because there is a an alien attack on one of the research facilities in the future and at these research facilities uh, they are looking for a way to kill these alien creatures um, um, so the, the Dan and uh, his uh, fellow draftees are sent to the future uh, where they appear uh, in the skies uh, above Miami Beach uh, but unfortunately very few survive uh, because they were dropped at an incorrect location uh, above the city as I say high above um, one of uh, one of the buildings that they appear above is in fact a, a hotel and when Dan appears and he's falling from the sky he when he uh, lands he lands in a um, in a swimming pool as does Charlie and um, they um, bring themselves back up to the surface uh, and they look out from this hotel and they see the, the devastation of um, the city of Miami that now looks to be in ruins um, and uh, very soon after they, um, 
they arrive, uh, they receive a message from a Colonel Forrester um, asking them to deploy to a nearby uh, research lab where the personnel there um, need to be uh, rescued and where uh, the, the lab needs to be sterilized um, from all of these um, these alien uh, creatures called uh, white spikes uh, so um, Dan immediately goes there uh, and because he has military training he is chosen to be the uh, the natural leader of the the draftees um, and they walk they make their way through the streets and some of these draftees have no military um, experience at all um, but luckily um, Dan does because he was a former Green Beret so he's um, effective in ordering people um, the civilians to go and do what they need to do to um, to help the, the lab personnel but uh, as soon as they arrive at the research lab they discover that all of the personnel there are dead um, but they um, are able to recover some of the blue um, uh, um, material um, blue containers there that uh, have some of the uh, um, the material that the researchers were uh, researching um, in these blue vials um, and after recovering these um, um, Dan and his fellow um, draftees are uh, commanded to uh, and instructed to escape the area escape the research lab and to get as far away as possible because there is due, due to be an airstrike um, planned to kill all of the, the white spikes uh, in the area so it's, uh, it's literally a running firefight um, down the emergency stairway uh, of the research facility uh, the research lab um, while the draftees are being uh, pursued by these monstrous looking uh, white spikes who um, are called white spikes because they uh, have a tail that is capable of um, shooting a, um, a uh, tooth like projectile at their victims and uh, killing them uh, as a result of this many of the draftees are killed uh, and only a handful uh, really are able to um, to make it out of the of the area uh, and reach safety um, and uh, Dan um, uh, finds himself being knocked out um, and then soon after he finds himself waking up at a military encampment in the Dominican Republic along with his, uh, his friend Charlie and um, upon waking up he's soon asked to report to Colonel Forrester uh, who um, he kind of recognizes at first but he doesn't know where he knows Colonel Forrester from uh, but soon after having a conversation with Colonel Forrester he realizes that 
Colonel Forrester is in fact a grown-up version of his daughter, Muri. Um, and she um, knows all about him. Um, in fact, she knows what's going to happen to him. Um, she knows that um, when she was a child, uh, her father returned home. Um, and a couple of years after uh, her father returned home, um, seemingly from fighting in this war, um, he and Muri's mother, Emmy, got divorced. Um, Dan became very distant. And um, this led to him um, eventually actually dying eight years um, after after this um, after he returned um, and Muri now uh, is very very driven very independently independent but also very smart because she has followed in her father's footsteps uh, she knows a great deal about uh, biology and um, genetics and um, it is Muri um, who uh, has requested that Dan accompany her on a mission to capture a female white spike who are much larger than the, the males and who are basically um, the, uh, at the, the top of the food chain of these white spikes. Um, and it's a, very much a matriarchal uh, society. Um, and they want to capture uh, this female white, white spike, which are much rarer than the males um, that are typically encountered, uh, because they want to run some tests. They want to take some uh, genetic uh, samples of her of her blood so that they can test a potential um, a potential form of uh, poison. Um, that they can um, uh, potentially deploy against uh, the white spikes. Um, uh, a, uh, so, but they need um, the blood of this white spike. So they deploy to a place um, where they know that a female white spike is hauled up, uh, typically underground. They go there um, in helicopters. They are successful with um, several arm and several members of an armed team in capturing and caging this female um, and um, taking it away um, with a helicopter. But hundreds of male um, white spikes descend upon their position and uh, try to overwhelm them. But um, Muri and uh, Dan uh, fight off the, the, the males, uh, white spikes, and they uh, eventually uh, are successful in finding a way to get away from um, the location. And the helicopter is successful in transporting the caged uh, female uh, white spike to a, uh, a research facility where Muri will be able to um, 
to take as a genetic samples so that she can test um, versions of a, a toxin to be used against the white spikes um, and Miri and Dan find themselves um, on, a, on a beach waiting to be picked up and rescued and this is when Miri explains what happened to Dan um, in the future after he returns from the future should say and um, you know he he says that he um, he didn't want that to happen he doesn't want history to repeat itself um, but um, Muri as I say she um, she knows what happened because she lived through what happened um, and um, uh, very soon after Dan and Muri uh, are transported to the jump link uh, which is um, as I say this research facility but also the place from which um, people are uh, transported from the future back to the present to the year 2022 and vice versa which is located on a fortified oil rig in the middle of the ocean and while there um, after the female uh, white spike has been transported there also they um, anesthetize the um, the white spot the female white spike that has these this red red uh, stripes on its face um, very iconic imagery and um, then while at this facility the jump link facility Dan and Muri work in the laboratory there on a toxin um, that they uh, um, are hoping to develop um, that may potentially kill uh, all of the white spikes and they're using the the genetic material that they have harvested from the female which they have as I said anesthetized um, and they've knocked out and they have chained up and eventually they find a match um, for the several versions of the toxin that they are developing that would be able to kill the aliens um, but the only problem is as is explained by Muri is that they don't have the necessary um, capability in the future to mass produce this toxin which would be needed to kill all of these millions upon millions of uh, white spikes that there are in the future um, so uh, after working out which um, version of the toxin uh, is the most effective, 100% effective in killing the white spikes, uh, she gives a vial of, she gives the vial, um, I think it's called C7, to Dan and says that he has to go back to the present and somehow find a way to mass produce it so that it can be brought into the future so that it can be deployed against the white spikes um, but um, because Dan will soon be travelling back to the present um, because he has been in the future for seven days but at this point um, the white spikes 
uh, start to attack the base that they're on. They uh, start to swim uh, through the ocean because they can sense where their um, the where the female white spike is, um, who seems to be some kind of uh, queen in their the hierarchy of the white spikes uh, society. Um, and knowing that uh, um, no matter what, Dan has to return to the present to mass produce the the toxin. Uh, Dan and Muri um, attempt to fight their way uh, around through the um, through the research base, the jump link base, uh, so that uh, at the point when Dan will automatically be transported back to the year 2022, he will be able to go transport the toxin back with him. Uh, but the base is very quickly overwhelmed, um, and the uh, the captive um, female white spike uh, white spike is freed by uh, her male uh, underlings, and uh, as a result, she attempts to track uh, both Dan and Muri um, uh, in an attempt to to kill them. Uh, before Dan can travel back to the back to the present, um, and um, they attempt they attack the the white spikes. Um, in fact, a fire they create a fire uh, that um, severely um, injures um, the the female white uh, white spike. But the the female white spike um, is um, able to spear uh, Muri um, with one of her spikes and um, she um, she almost falls well she does fall off uh, one of the, the gantries but she's um, at the last minute um, caught by Dan um, but one of the alien um, the, the female white spike is holding on to Muri and um, unfortunately, the alien white spike and Muri fall from the gantry um, as the uh, as the the research uh, facility um, uh, explodes. Um, and Dan throws himself off the gantry, hoping to reach Muri before she she plummets to her death. Uh, but um, just before he can um, get to her, he is transported uh, back to the past, the year 2022. Uh, well, I guess it would be the year 2023 by this point, actually. Uh, along with the toxin that um, he and his the future version of his daughter had developed, um, in a hope to mass produce. So that he can transport it back to the back to the future. However, uh, having regained consciousness, um, he is told by one of the future soldiers that still remain in the present um, that the um, that the jump link is offline. The connection that the that they had between the present and the future. Is no longer working, uh, so that even if they could mass produce the toxin, they would be unable to 
send it back to the future. Um, and um, Dan uh, is naturally uh, saddened by this because it would mean that his daughter in the future died um, for no reason, essentially. They, they created together, they created this toxin to destroy the white spikes, but they had no way of um, um, of um, launching it against the white spikes because there's no knowledge of when at this point there was no knowledge of when the white spikes arrived on earth when they began their carnage of the um, of the uh, the world and as a result of this the connection being um, between the present and the future being um, severed the world becomes very chaotic because of course the world um, still believes that the, this future war is going to take place and that no matter what they do um, uh, the future is not going to be a great place to live in these white spikes are going to take over the the world they're going to kill the vast majority of the population of the world um so the the uh the people are um in a state of it's believed that if um that potentially humanity might destroy itself before the uh white spikes even get a a chance to um however while talking to his wife, uh, Emmy, um, Dan explains uh, that he met Muri in the future. Uh, their their uh, grown-up uh, daughter. That that Dan and Muri developed this toxin. Um, that they were hoping to mass-produce this toxin and send it back to the future to destroy the white spikes in the future. Um, and they come with uh, an idea that potentially the white spikes did not arrive um, when they were thought to have arrived, which was the year 2048, which was um, three years previous to the, the, the future time that Dan had spent a week in. And um, they think that potentially that they may have arrived earlier and um, they do some further research um, along with Dan goes to Charlie to do some more research uh, he's um, 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 and they, they discover um, that the white spikes may have actually been on earth years um, decades before uh, and that potentially global warming may have caused their release uh, from uh, below the surface of the earth and that over time um, they the place where they have been uh, hidden uh, and buried and uh, cocooned may have over time thawed out and that they have they may have emerged from somewhere uh, potentially um, around the the ice caps because as you know um you know uh, every year we lose uh, 
um, parts of the both the northern, the north, um, the ice cap in the northern hemisphere, and also the ice cap in the the southern hemisphere. And um, I think that uh, there is definitely a a very um, a very prominent message in this uh, film that directs us to um, the the global crisis, the, the uh, climate crisis that we're all facing, and that uh, the potential loss of some of the, the ice caps may, uh, may potentially release something below them that um, uh, we, we do not yet know. Uh, not saying it's going to be aliens, as is uh, postulated in, and as is, as is uh, um, dramatised in this film, but hey, you never know. Um, and because uh, they know from the intelligence that they got from the future that some of the first attacks by the White Spikes occurred in Russia, this leads them to um, a place uh, in the... Um, uh, in the uh, the northern hemisphere, um, near to uh, in Russia, actually a snow-covered uh, ice cap, um, where Dan leads a, a mission uh, with a, a group, uh, including his father, um, who he makes amends with because his father, uh, James Forrester, has the. The, um, the connections, the ability to transport them um, by uh, getting his hands on an aircraft that would be able to transport um, a, uh, a, a team to uh, to Russia to investigate this theory that uh, Dan has. And uh, after a little while, after some investigation, they discover a magnetic anomaly um, and after uh, setting up some charges, they reveal um, an opening that leads them to an alien ship that was has been buried underneath the ice cap for um, for an unknown amount of time. And um, at first. Um, Jokingly, perhaps the, the team debates about telling the world about what they found, but um, I think this is just a joke, really, because Dan knows that they can't, and they, as is explained, they can't wait for the world leaders to make a choice and um, come up with some kind of mission and plan of what to do. So Dan and the team have to do something right there, right then. Um, so they they decide to to kill um, anything or and everything that is inside. And when they get inside, they cut their way into the alien ship. They discover that um, the alien ship's crew are all dead, and that they were transporting white spikes uh, in their cargo section. And they are all be they're all housed in this um, in these um, biological pods, um, and fortunately, um, 
at, because of the sample that he brought back from the future, Dan was able to get the toxin manufactured and mass manufactured and they brought along uh, several canisters of this um, toxin with them uh, to Russia and they uh, plan to uh, proceed to inject the now the, at the moment dormant white spikes with the toxin to, to kill them while they're still um, asleep in their um, in their pods um, but soon after killing several of the white spikes uh, some of the other white spikes uh, begin to awaken um, and uh, although some of them are killed by a um, the detonation of an explosion inside the alien ship one gets away and it is the, the job of, of Dan uh, and also uh, uh, Charlie and um, Dan's father James to um, pursue this, uh, this female alien um, white spike who Dan um, knows is in fact the same alien, the same female white spike that he faced um, 30 years in the future in the year 2051 um, so he knows that he needs this is this is the only one left and this is the one that needs to be killed so that he can hopefully change the events of the future to make sure that this war that is going to take place in the future doesn't take place so um as I say, they um, they pursue this uh, um, this uh, female uh, white spike. Um, uh, they track down, track it down. Dan and his father track it down, um, and they are able to take shots at it. And um, Dan is able to inject one of the the legs of the the female white spike, uh, which. Uh, it immediately starts to uh, cause it to become necrotic and start to wither away uh, but then the white spike um, bites its leg off and uh, continues its attack upon Dan and his father um, but after a very chaotic and frenetic um, essentially battle a battle to the death which is what it seems at the time um, Dan and his father are able to deploy another uh, canister of the toxin and inject it into the, the mouth of this female, this red-faced um, female white spike and they are able to finally kill it and, um, and it uh, eventually uh, falls off this ice-covered uh, cliff and uh, ends with a... Uh, ends up being splattered upon uh, the uh, the ice cap um, and essentially what they have done what Dan his father and uh, Charlie uh, have done is uh, prevent the future prevent the events of this future war from taking place um, and also 
um, Dan and his father have uh, reconciled their differences finally after after decades of being uh, estranged from one another. And uh, very soon after the the after killing the the female uh, White Spike, uh, Dan returns home to his wife Emmy and uh, his young daughter Muri. Um, and uh, knowing now that uh, the 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 adult version of Muri that he met in the future will no longer um, will no longer have to live in a world without her father or her mother, nor in a world uh, in which uh, the human population is um, decimated to uh, 20% of what it was. Um, and Dan also finally introduces his daughter Muri to Dan's father James for the first time and uh, this is potentially the beginning of a, a new future, a new destiny uh, for uh, Dan, um, uh, for his uh, family and for the entire world. Um, but uh, yeah, and that's the end of the film. And um, yeah, as I say again, um, I love the film. I really, I, I thought it was a really captivating uh, plot, a great, um, a great um, um, potential, um, had a great potential. Um, uh, I just loved the, um, uh, yeah, everything about it. I loved the fact that um, there was this future war and that the people of the future. Um, came up with the idea to um, to use people the, the, essentially their grandparents, their parents, to to f help them fight in a war. I thought that was very um, original, something that I haven't um, seen uh, depicted in films or uh, TV shows that had um, have depicted a potential alien invasion. Um, or an infestation, uh, as I, I guess you'd have to call it. Uh, but yeah, and I think I thought all of the the cast were, were good, um, great performances, uh, including uh, Ivan uh, uh, Strahovski, uh, Chris Pratt was great in the the lead role, J.K. Simmons, uh, Betty Gilpin, Sam Richardson, uh, also Theo Vaughn. Uh, Jasmine Matthews, Keith Powers, um, Edwin Hodge, uh, Mary Lynn, uh, Rajas Cub, um, yeah, and the, the the design of the creatures, um, as designed by creature designer Ken uh, Bath and me, um, were really really well done, and um, yeah, as I say, I was uh, I was captivated from uh, beginning to end. And um, yeah, I think it's uh, really was really well done. And I think um, if you out there would, uh, are looking for a brand new film to uh, sink your viewing time teeth into, <laughs> uh, you uh, wouldn't um, you wouldn't be. Uh, 
um, you'd be forgiven for potentially not knowing about this new film, The Tomorrow War, and you may not be able to see it at this point um, unless you have Amazon uh, Prime and uh, you have access to Amazon uh, Prime Video. But um, if you do, if you can watch The Tomorrow War on Amazon, then I would definitely suggest that you do because it's a really, um, really entertaining, really well done film and a uh, really great concept. And uh, if you're a fan of time travel films or just a fan of Chris Pratt um, or of or any of the, the great actors in the film, then um, I can guarantee that you'll, you'll like the film. Um, but uh, yeah, I hear that it's been getting the film's been getting mixed reviews from the critics. Um, but um, from my perspective, uh, I I really love the film. I love the the concept, the action, all of the performances, and um, yeah, I think uh, it's definitely worth giving a go if you you uh, like like the sound of uh, what I've been describing uh, for the last. Uh, for this, uh, the last 50 minutes of this episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Uh, I just want to say thank you for listening. I uh, hope you like what you heard, and I'll talk to you again soon. If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, a book form. Uh, and go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to... Uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to patreon and searching for mark the poet and uh your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um but uh, as i was saying i hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode um and i'll talk to you again soon